We begin, Baruch Hashem, we are blessed to be alive, we are blessed to be able to grow and to change and to be able to change our perspective, we're able to understand ourselves better, to try and understand ourselves. That is one of the reasons, thank you so much, that is one of the reasons that we are put on this world as we are put in this world to work on ourselves and to, to try and understand who we are and trying to understand what life is about and try and understand when, we, when I say what life is about, that really means what I am about. <clears throat> which we're almost up to in Mesil Zisharim as we're coming to, to the end of the Mesil Zisharim. But Bezrat Hashem, Emir Tashem, we will be starting with... Uh, with one of the most important lines that a person can ask himself, and that is, what is my obligation? Why am I put in this world, meaning in my world? This world doesn't mean Africa and Australia and uh, the world as a globe, but the world means what is my life? My life means me, means the bed that I sleep in, the room that I live in, the atmosphere, the people, the, my parents, my, my relationships, my close relationships, my children, my spouse, whatever, what, wherever you're holding in life, whatever stage in life you're at, who are the people around me? What are the people around me and who is inside of me? Meaning who, who are the, who's me? Who am I? Which has to do with what are my strengths? What are my weaknesses? What makes me angry? What makes me happy? what makes me sad, what makes me, me. And that is really the tachlis of life. The tachlis, the purpose of life is to understand, or one of the main purposes in life is to understand what my direction is and what I'm here on this planet, what each and every one of us is here to accomplish, what we're here to do. And that's one of the things that we've spoken many times, that it could be that a person will never really know exactly what his purpose is but the first step that we do know in, in everyone's purpose the first thing that we all know is that our purpose that is all a collective purpose it's a purpose that belongs to everybody is the purpose to try and understand what my purpose is that everybody agrees is your purpose everybody agrees that a person's purpose is to try and figure himself out as Rabbi Sol Salanter said it's not about Believing in yourself and understanding God. It's not about believing in you and understanding Hashem. You'll never understand Hashem. How's a person, how can we possibly understand Hashem? But the purpose is, and the goal in life is to believe in Hashem and to understand oneself. If Rabbi Yisrael Salanta can say that hundreds of years ago, we can only imagine for ourselves uh, how important it is for us to try and understand um, ourselves. Um, the line that came in that Yehuda Castell gets major credit for this because uh, he sent the line um, in the chat, in the quote chat, and it's unbelievable. This, like, to me, sums it all up. This is really why we learn um, uh, purity of speech. It's why we do what we do every morning, and here it is. Indeed, it is sad that people post their fake reality, and I'm going to explain this on a, on a different level. He says, yes, it's sad that people post their fake reality as if it was real. 
right? So it's sad that people will post, I don't know, I'm not in that world, I don't know what that means, but I guess people post something even though it's not real. But what is sadder is that people's real realities is watching someone else's fake reality. How good is that? How good is that? So that's even sadder. So yeah, a person could say, oh, it's sad that people post their fake reality as if it was real, but it's even sadder that people's real realities is watching someone else's fake reality. Now, I want to explain why that's so powerful. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not holding in social media. I don't, I'm, that's not my generation. I'm not, I'm not, I don't even know what that means. I don't, I don't know what the desire to watch uh, someone else's fake reality well, one thing I could say is the, the industry of Hollywood and the industry of watching even sports, to, to be honest with you. And again, I'm not an anti-sports watcher. I'm just saying that what's interesting is it's the same exact thing, meaning I'm going to spend time, and this is where Lush and Hara comes in as, as well, meaning how much time am I going to spend in my life, in my day? When I say my life, that means today. Because today is your life. If you, are, if you are having a bad day, quote unquote, you're having a bad life. If you're having, right, we've spoken about this many times, it's your thoughts also. When you say, oh, my life stinks, or this stinks, or this is, it means there's a thought that you have about yourself that stinks. You have negative, right? If you have, if you have these things that you're saying, oh, this is terrible for me, I'm, you know, I'm having a bad day, it really means I'm having bad thoughts about my day. If you say I'm having my life stinks, it means I'm having stinky thoughts about my life. That's, that's really what it means. That's how it works. So the shot is that when a person spends time watching other people do things, when a person is spending time watching other things besides himself, when a person is, and it works like this also, even when it comes to Lush and Hara, when you're looking at somebody else and you are touching up and you're explaining, oh, this is that person and this is that person and you're in his world or her world and that's the world that you're in. So what you're doing is, is that your reality now, which is, which is true, a true reality, is, is being sucked out from something that's fake, that's something that's not real and that it ends up Right, someone also a, a very close. I guess I can mention his name. A very close Talmud for many years. A big, big, very special person. Um, his name is Aaron Gordon, um, and he sent me this thing. I was so happy that he sent this to me. Um, uh, amazing line that he said is he said I was thinking in the beginning of today's shear. He said um, we said that people sometimes don't do what they need to do for themselves because of what other people might think about them. So I have a need that I need to do something, and I'm not going to do it because people might think something. So he said, he said a great line. He says, the Gemara says, Ein Suffolk, uh, which means that when you have a, right, Bari Vishama Bari Adif, if you have a maybe and you have a for sure, then of course you go with the for sure. So he was saying a beautiful thing. He's saying, He's saying, if I know I need to do something, I know that, I, that something's important for me, but I'm not going to do it because other people might, might think a certain way about me. So you're, you're, you're selling yourself 
for something that might might be. And I think that that's I think that that's included in what we're saying over here. My reality is 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 this. This is my reality. What, how am I spending my life? What am I doing in my life? Am I am I what am I doing in my mind? What am I doing during my day? Am I spending my time looking at someone when a person speaks lush and hara? You're taking something that doesn't that's not really true. You're taking something, and even if it is true, that's not your reality. It doesn't matter what he's doing. It doesn't make a difference what that person's doing. That you're that you're totally, totally, um, you know, taken over by that other person, and you're not involved in what it is that you need to do. And what it is is it's a sickness. It's real. It's a real, real sickness because some people don't even realize that their whole day and their whole mind is is taken over by other people and what other people are going to think what other people are doing and and what other people are going to say about me and 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 it's a real sickness that a person has to learn to heal from a person has to really figure out a way how I can be a person who who is the captain of my ship which means and of course it's natural for us to have negative feelings and of course it's natural for us to not focus on ourselves, especially if you never did focus on yourself, especially if it was always um, other people and other things. Okay, beautiful. Okay, let's continue. Question, comments, please. Question, comments, please. <coughs> Clarifications. Yes, Eitan. Um, go ahead, go for it. Question or comment? Um, uh, I don't know. Oh, wow. Like Third category. <laughs> okay, we'll see. So, as, some, as like a person in the new generation, um, I, like, with social media and everything, right. it's constantly following you, like, everyone else's lives. It's constantly in your face. Mm-hmm. Um, different statuses on Instagram, Snapchat, even right. WhatsApp. Right. Um, and, like, it's kind of... And like any time I go on a bus, I I think to myself like, oh, how does this other person perceive perceive me? Even though right. they might not even be able to see me. Correct. So how do you, like? And I, I've been living like with that kind of mindset my entire life. Right. I don't know any other right. mindset. Right. Right. So how do I not? How do wow. I break out of that? Right. Amazing. Amazing. Anytime. Amazing. Wow. Amazing. Amazing, 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 amazing. Yeah, I mean, so first of all, you're sitting here, and the more you sit here, and the more you do this, the more you'll wake up, and you'll wake up, I don't mean physically wake up, I mean mentally and spiritually and emotionally, you'll wake up, and you'll wake up to, to yourself, and you'll be more, more interested in yourself. What happens is, is that when a person doesn't have time with himself, and a person, since he's as young as he can remember, is in everyone else's business, so then he doesn't even know how to be in his own world. He doesn't even know how to do it. But when he starts doing it, or he's uncomfortable, or people have anxiety, right? The phone's one of the biggest tragedies of the, the, the entertainment system, because it's not a phone. When's the last time you saw someone talking one of these things? People don't use these to talk. They talk to it. They do something. It's not a phone. The last thing it is is a phone. Right? It's an entertainment system that distracts a person from himself. 
So when a person can, let's say, <coughs> I mean, next time go on a bus, don't, don't you know, put this away and just look out the window. Or the problem is that we have anxiety. That's the problem. The problem is, is that we don't deal with our feelings or our emotions because we never had to. Or we always had to, we had something else to, 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 to distract us. Exactly. So we have to learn how to do it. By your question and by you sitting here, I would journal, I would write. I think if you would write about yourself, write about your dreams, write about what you want, write about what you like, sort of get in touch with yourself, learn yourself. You wanna learn yourself because it's sort of like meeting someone for the first time. It's like, oh wow. And sometimes we're afraid of that because it's like, could be we don't like ourselves, could be there are things that we don't like about ourselves. We gotta learn like ourselves does that does that help um, yes okay beautiful no problem amazing Eitan wow okay yes Yoni so we are worshiping God and we saw, the, we, saw these, we saw these military ships and what's cool about these ships is that they can survive the biggest storm they can survive the waves but once they let the water in that's when they sink nice because of the pressure nice so same to us same to humans we can survive the bad scenarios in life but once you let the negative attitude in, once you mm. let the self-doubt in, mm. that's when we sing. That's mm. when we slowly eventually sing. Wow. Beautiful. Beautiful. Yoni. Wow. Amazing. Amazing. All right. We're starting off strong over here. I can't wait to hear you, Zach. Right? Amazing. Beautiful. It's so true. And what's, and what's amazing and what, what blessing that we have is that, is that we, can, we can do this. When a person, when a person goes ahead and he, and he thinks... Um, and he talks lush and hara. When a person talks lush and hara, and a person um, goes ahead and he um, focuses on other people, when a person focuses on other things and he's um, distracted by other people and other uh, people's, um, you know, thinking, whatever it might be, when you get into someone else's, you know, mind or head, um, and and that's where you live. So then what happens is, is that that is the water, as Yoni's saying, coming in. When you start thinking about, oh, what's that guy doing, what that guy thinks, and what this person thinks, and what that is, and do I do this, should I, 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 right? When you start using the term, notice in your brain how many times a person says, should I, should, I should, I should, because should, as I've said, there's no word in the Torah for should. There's no word in Hebrew for should. It's either you do it, either you want to do it, or not, right? As opposed to there's guilt attached to it because other pe- what other people are going to think, what other people are going to say, etc., etc., etc. So with that in mind, we learn Hilchas Lashon Hara. Yes, Rabrafi. Why can't the should be should I do it? Should I do it? Can I do this thing because it's going to be better for me? Yeah. Okay, so we'll go in a little bit of a, of a, of a uh, side point with the should. I, I don't want to get into the should so much, but, if, but, I, but I mentioned it. So yeah, right. So it really comes down to do I want to or do I not want to. That's all. It's just a healthier way of saying it. In Hebrew, there is no word for should. It's either I'm doing it or I need to do it, I have to do it, or I want to do it. Should, it should kind of takes guilt. It, 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 it sends messages of guilt and other people's expectations or other people's, um, or what, what I should do, not what I want to do. There's nothing wrong with saying this is what I want to do. That's for a different conversation. I know some people are challenged with that, 
But when a person learns not to use that word, you, you think healthier and you learn how to think about yourself healthier. Yes, Eitan. Uh, a little bit off topic. Yeah. Um, as someone who speaks Hebrew and English, yeah. um, I think to myself in English. Right. Um, so right now you got me questioning, uh, would it be a better mindset for me if I were to think to myself in Hebrew? Um, maybe it eliminates uh, like useless words like should. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a good question. I'm not sure. It's an interesting question. Uh, you got, you want to, you want to, the most important thing is to be honest about your thinking. So whatever helps you be more honest and open about your thinking is more important. It's not what language you speak in. It's being able to be more in touch with the communication that you're having with yourself. It's important to learn how to communicate with yourself, learn how to think, right? There's something called healthy thinking, right? When a person just has negative thoughts, that's unhealthy thinking. A person goes like, yeah, whatever, 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 whatever. That means his mind is saying whatever, whatever, to think things through. That's why it's good to talk to people. That's why it's good to have a, uh, whether it's a therapist or a close friend where you could talk and talk because otherwise you're in your own head and you're just like, yeah, uh, I'm having a bad day or, or my mom is like this or my, you know, this is like that. And we sort of like, Get, let ourselves get away with certain thoughts as opposed to, you know, letting those thoughts become, you know, uh, challenged. What do you mean by that? What is that? To develop it. You know, uh, uh, one of the challenges that we have because of our uh, watching movies and spending time uh, numbing our brain is that our brain is, is, is weak, right? Just like a person who sits in bed all day and he doesn't do anything, so his body's weak. A person who jogs and he works out, so then he strengthens his body. So to your brain. If a person's brain doesn't work and it doesn't go ahead and think critical thinking, what is this, what is that, you know, and it's hard for a person to think, right? Most people who have obsessive thinking about other things is because they're thinking their, their brain, again, I'm not diagnosing, but usually the way it works is our brains are very, very active. And what happens is when a person, when a parent takes a child and puts a, uh, you know, a movie in front of them or puts cartoons in front of them in order to calm them down, to numb their brain for hours and hours and hours, I'll never forget, you know, uh, last time I think when I was flying and I saw this girl, this little like five-year-old girl, she had like this headset Maybe she was seven. She had these big earphones, and she had this, you know, uh, whatever it's called, a, 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 a screen, a, ki- a kitty tablet, right? She was literally for like ten hours straight watching. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, poor kid. Forget about like. So the parents are fine, huh? Great flight with your kid, you know. Of course, you. That's that's no different than than drugging up your kid. You know what I mean? Just well, you might as well just you know, drug them up so that they're just numb. And then what happens? Your brain then becomes not functioning as well. It's not about not watching cartoons. You can watch cartoons. It's not about saying not to watch a movie. But when a person, um, his brain is not working, then, then that's, and your brain is what gives you, is what feeds you uh, your life. Your brain is what feeds you how you feel about things. When you, when you, when you think things through, that's why it's important to write. It's important to journal. It's important to talk to other people because you get 
your brain working out really what's going on. You're thinking. Yeah, Zach. What about if someone is like a hyper kid that can't sit on a table? Right. Well, what would you suggest? Right. So, so um, first of all, first of all, I just want to say, um, uh, kids, especially if you're a boy, right? Some people. Okay, this is already getting into a whole different discussion um, as far as hyper and children and chinuch and that stuff. Um, um, two, two comments on that. First of all, um, a, lot of, a lot of kids are just kids. A lot of kids are kids. And they just, they're just have energy. And they like to run around. Right? This generation, right, or a teacher for that matter, right, will want to um, medicate a child or a parent will want to medicate a child a lot of times. Again, I'm not getting into children who need medication and extra hyper children, but sometimes kids are just kids and they're run around and they're wild and they're having a lot of energy and there's nothing wrong with that, right? There's nothing wrong with that. How about a parent sitting next to a child and talking to the child, reading the child a book, interacting with the child. The problem is the parent wants to watch a movie. That's the problem. So if I want to watch a movie and my child is running around wild, so what do I do? I get myself a movie and give the child a movie. That's the problem, right? But if a person's going to, you know, you're asking a practical question, you know, yeah, it's challenging sometimes to have a kid on an airplane. It is challenging. It's challenging sometimes to bring a child to shul. It's challenging sometimes to have a child in your house who's this. But what are you doing about it? That's the question. What are you doing about it? But that's already, uh, you're not up to that yet, Zach. Our goal is to learn ourselves and to understand ourselves and to learn how to be able to have a healthy relationship with another person. That's your goal now. Your goal now is not children, right? Because you're not up to that. Our goal now is to learn to be healthy. Er. To learn how to be healthier and to learn how to understand ourselves better so that you can hopefully then meet someone else who's also healthy. Because unhealthy people attract unhealthy people. Healthy people attract healthy people. So the healthier you are, the more you're going to attract somebody else who's healthy. If you're unhealthy, you will, intra- you will attract unhealthy people. Yes, Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. Everything in everything in right, exactly. Yeah. Again, the point the point is everything is in moderation. Everything, you know. First, you have to start. First, you have to start with yourself. First, you have to start with yourself. Don't worry about the kids yet. We're not up to the kids yet. Yeah. Okay. Good. But correct. The, the first thing we have to learn to do is we have to learn to spend time with ourselves. If I don't know how to spend time with myself, how do I expect my kid to spend time with himself? If I don't know how to not have screen time, if my screen time is, is however many hours, what do you think? You think this, you guys in your generation, you think in 10 years from now, you're gonna be, you'll be less on your phones? I'm sure they'll have more, more gadgets for adults They'll have more stuff. They'll have more stuff. You'll be working. What do you think you'll be working? Yeah, okay, yeah. Speak to people who work. What, you, you think they don't have time on their phone? They have, of course they have time on their phone. Okay, yeah. Hopefully not. But they'll come up with more gadgets. They'll come up with more stuff for a person to do. What, you think it just goes away? Right. 
Okay, correct. But I'm saying you th- you, it's not as simple as you think it is. On your free time, when you're on a plane, when you're on vacation, it's not so simple. You guys are, you guys are, are, are like Eitan saying, if you guys start off when you're 12 years old, when you're 10 years old, when you're 8, what? That what? Right, right. But the point is, the point is, if a person doesn't learn how to spend time with himself, and a person is always involved in his brain in other people's lives, so very, very dangerous, very dangerous. And the later you learn it, the more dangerous it is, because because then you meet yourself when you're older. You meet yourself when you're I don't know. I don't know how old you are when you'll start meeting yourself, but then it's hard. Then, then it's very hard for a person to, uh, to, uh, to learn how to think positively, to learn how to think a certain way, and he, you're sort of like stuck. You're sort of like stuck in, a, in, a, uh, in an age, and you're stuck with certain things, and you don't have the tools to, to get out of it. You don't have the tools. So the quicker a person learns how to shut down other things. The quicker you learn how to shut down Lashon Hara, the quicker you learn how to shut down looking at other people, what they're doing, the quicker you could do that, and I mean that, the quicker you could, when you're driving, the quicker you could stop looking at the guy next to you and what car he's driving. The quicker you could stop being, having conversations about what other people are doing. The quicker you stop the sooner, let me say that better than quicker, the sooner you can learn to live your life and say, what is my life about? Who am I and how am I going to have an amazing day today? That's when you're going to begin to really live your life. As long as you're living your life trying to please everybody else, trying to make everybody else happy, trying to make everything around you to be a certain way, as long as you are living in that world, it's, it's going to be very, very hard for you to connect with yourself. And that's why we learn the Hilchus Lashonara. Because the first step is I stop talking about other people. Why are you talking about other people? Enough about other people. Doesn't matter what this guy's doing. Doesn't matter what that guy did. Doesn't matter what that guy, It doesn't matter. Oh, I'm hurt? Great. Why am I hurt? What hurts me? How do I, how do I learn how to heal? How, what, what, why, why, what, what do I do with my sensitivity? How could I change myself? Yes, Dasano. you Nisano you're, you're part of that you're a big part of that beautiful beautiful okay now let's on, on that note 
um, let's learn uh, the halacha, right? You're not allowed to talk about somebody even if they passed away. Just like you're not allowed to talk about somebody who's alive, you're not allowed to talk about someone who's not alive. My three-year-old nephew, here we go. My three-year-old nephew takes after my wife's grandfather, whom he's named after. He is very self-centered, okay? This is Lashon Hara. So first of all, you, you uh, insulted your, wife's, your wife, and you're also saying Lashon Hara about your wife's great-grandfather, Motsi Shemra, because you're talking about somebody who is no longer alive. So Lashon Hara is not just somebody who is alive. Speaking Lashon Hara is even if you're speaking about somebody who is not alive anymore, that's still considered Lashon Hara. Unbelievable. Okay, one more halacha. Uh, page 132, day 49. This is very dangerous because uh, this is something you have to be very careful about. Um, some people think that you're not allowed to speak about one person but not against a group. In fact, it's even worse to speak about a group of people. Very scary. Even without mentioning the names of the people in that group. That people in that country are very selfish. The boys in that camp are snobby. The Hasidim in that Hasidus are so aggressive, or they're so this. Pure Lashon Hara against a whole entire group. The ladies in that bungalow colony are, you know, talk Lashon Hara, whatever you're saying about them. To talk about a school, you're not allowed to talk about a school. Right? The teachers in that school are not experienced. The bus service in that school is not reliable. The children in that school come from very troublesome backgrounds. The parent body in that school is not a good parent body. Unbelievable. Very, very scary. So when a person goes ahead and labels groups, when you label a group of people, and this is something that's even something that people say, like, oh, Israelis. If you say Israelis, right, that's probably Lush and Har about all Israelis. Oh, Israelis are this, right? Israelis, if a person says that, pure Lush and Har against an entire country, right? A person has to be very careful with all those things. Those Hasidim, right? Those uh, yeshiva people, those, you know, whatever, whatever groups we, we sometimes unfortunately label, right? It's very, very dangerous for a person to say because you, you're not talking about someone specific. You're, you're knocking an entire entire uh, group and then you can't what are you going to ask ask Mechila from every every person in that group ah beautiful okay yes a lot of hands are up yes Zach someone that said all Israelis or whatever right that's hard that's very hard we're just talking about groups um, it's pure Lashon hard to talk about a group, a group of people. Yeah, it's hard. You can't. The way to fix it, Zach, is you got to start understanding how not to do it. It's hard. Once you, once you, and and part of that is comes from frustration. When a person's frustrated, the easiest thing is to say, "Oh, they're this and this and that." Right, right, exactly, right. That's pure Lashon hara. A person's that because you're talking. <laughs> Okay, I don't know. It depends how you say it. It depends what you mean. He's talking about the buses. Okay, right. Okay, good. Right. Who are driving the buses? You're talking about the bus service. Right. Whatever it is, you have to be careful. Good. Zach, it's good. It's good for us to be aware that you can't just say whatever comes to your mind 
because you're upset or whatever it might be. Normally reveals obsession. What? More mostly shame. Right, right. Yeah, huh? Oh, Savvy, yeah. Mm. Okay, great. Great question. Right, great question. So, first of all, Shkoyach, speak up over here. Welcome, it's beautiful. So, so, so the, the answer to that is that you have to know where it's coming from. If someone's coming to you to ask you, is it good for me to go to that school? So there are two ways to answer it. You can say, oh, that school stinks. The Rebbeim are terrible. It's horrible. And you can bash them. Or you could say, you know what? Um, I think that there are other schools that might fit you better. Right? Now, usually a person would say what he says because he's angry at the school. And the school did something to him. And he has hurt from the school. And he has hurt from something. So instead of him just going ahead and bashing the school, which won't help your hurt, if you would talk to somebody about it and you would say, you know, not to the person who asks you whether they should go to the school, but if you talk to somebody and say, listen, you know what, I got to talk to you about the pain and the anger I have at the, at the teachers or at the whatever it is or at the bus service or this, and you talk about it in a healthy way to work out whatever you have, that's much, much more productive than just saying, yeah, that school stinks, I hate them, da, da, da. Okay, beautiful. Yes, Nisano. Uh, yeah, yes. Correct. Correct. Right. Correct. 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 Beautiful, Nasana. Amazing. No, Rabbi Alexander, Mamish Nachas. No, the son, the grandson is Mamish. She's, he's, he'll be giving shear. He'll be giving the, his own shear soon. Mamish. The clarity, clarity of life. Right? Baruch Hashem. Baruch Hashem. Yes, Eitan and Zach, and then we'll. Sorry, Masil Sharm. Or you're, you're, you don't have. I saw your hand up before, Zach. Um, okay. So, my question <laughs> kind of like uh, goes into David as well. Um, if someone asked me about the school, like, yeah, is the school good? Um, so, and I had a very bad experience in the school. Other than that, the school didn't know how to deal with, like, me. Um, right. So, like, should I just try to sugarcoat it as much as I can, saying, like, um, no, like it wasn't, it wasn't a good place for me. Maybe it's better for you. Just right. so you know, the people that don't need background. Right. Uh, maybe that won't fit you, but maybe you'll fit in fine. Right. So, is that fine? I'm saying it sounds. That's a beautiful. It sounds very. Again, I, I think that saying it like that is much is much healthier for you and probably much more true than just saying they stink. They're terrible, horrible, horrible. And you know what? There's nothing wrong with that. Sometimes we're angry at a school. Sometimes we're angry at our teachers. And sometimes we have stuff. And there's nothing wrong with that. Just, it's, lo- it's just not the right forum to do it like that. 
the right forum is to speak to somebody about that and to say, I am have anger at my school. There's nothing wrong with being angry at a school. There's nothing wrong with having uh, hurt, not nothing wrong. There's nothing, it's, it's normal that, that it's, hell, well, yeah, it happens that, that people are in situations that they're hurt by people. Okay, great. That doesn't mean you have to burn down the school. It mean, would it be even better if I were to apply and say, like, maybe, like, yeah, this will like, great for you? Well, it, I, well I, why would you want to, you don't want to do that to him. I'm saying yeah. you could say, I don't think, like I was telling Zevi, I, I don't, you could say, I don't think that this school will work for you. But the truth is, you could say, the truth is, I had a bad experience with the school. It could be a lot. It was me. So maybe speak to someone else. I'm sure someone had a better experience. That's very different than saying... The school is a bad school, and the teachers are terrible teachers, and don't go there. You could say, I personally, had, we, it wasn't a good shidduch. We didn't do so well together, you know, but it could be, it'll be good for you. It could be not. But that's very different than what people usually say. Yeah, that school stinks because they're hurt, and there's nothing wrong with being hurt, but they're not dealing with it properly. Okay, yes. Ah, Shlomo. No pressure. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I would like to ask, now that I know this, right. saying I already have done that, I have yeah. bashed the school because yeah. I was hurt. Yeah. How do I, you know, I don't yeah. want to be confident in the school because they did hurt me. Right. Uh, and I don't, I don't like the Shiva, you know. <laughs> Right, right. Right, right. Now. Yeah. Did I tell the people that I told or did I shoot up? I don't know. It's a good question. Yeah, I don't know. That's that's one of the questions they ask. First of all, Shkoshlomo. Amazing. Really. Yeah, I, I think it's I think it's hard. Um, it's it's a I think it's a machlokas whether if someone spoke lush and hara about someone whether you're supposed to tell them. I spoke Lush and Hara about you. Right, I heard them more. What? I heard them more. Right, exactly. So I think, yeah. I think there's a disagreement, I think, between Rabbi Yisrael Salanter and the Chavot Chaim. I'm not sure. I never really looked into it so much. Um, so I don't know. It's tough. It's a tough one. A tough one, you know, maybe you could give a, you know, $18 check. You could maybe one day give them tzedakah. You could one day, you know... Whatever, I don't know. I'm not sure. You can dive into Hashem, and Hashem will help you, you know, know how to, you know, uh, you know do truth on that. Yeah, it's a very sensitive question. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very good point. Because, again, that, that's things... Listen, when a person learns Hilchus Lashon Hara at your age, and the earlier you learn Hilchus Lashon Hara, so the less danger you're in for your future. Because these things, because what happens is, what are you going to do when your kids go to school? You know, people, people talk Lashon Hara. Lashon Hara is something, unfortunately, that doesn't change. There are a lot of, there are a lot of different um, opportunities people will have to speak Lashon Hara as you get older and older and older. The opportunities to speak Lashon Hara don't diminish as a person gets older, right? They get more and more as we go. Yeah, Rabbi Tzvi, you get well, you'll get us ready for something. You're, you're getting us ready, and Zach, Zach's gonna. You're, you're thinking. I don't know uh, how, how we 
Rashi Yeshivas have how things can be taken out of context, how when someone uh, has thousands of students or thousands of patients, there's plenty patients that are pathological liars, there's plenty of plenty patients that uh, live in delusions, and to take things out of context, in, uh, especially someone that's publicizing something about someone, Right. It's dealing a fascist. You could murder a guy, and it could happen to any of us here. Right. Um, you could be on a plane, and you could fall on a woman, and a woman could mm. say he sexually assaulted you, and that's it. And your life is over. Right. And and, and if you know, and, and any person here that thinks when he reads the article, oh, it only happens to that guy, it will happen to you. No one's different. Now, for sure, there's abuse, and for sure, there's people that have to be. Um, uh, of a shandit or whatever it is, but to, to be a nicer, to go and publicize something about someone, yeah. it's one of the worst things under the, under Hashem's umbrella. You wouldn't right. say that if it was your son. What do you mean? About, um, I think you're talking about, uh, I'm not talking about anything. You're talking about this uh, big publisher right now that's Yeah, I don't know what we're talking. I don't know what we're talking. About. But let's just stay. Hold up. Well, let's just stay to the point. So what? Right. What Rabbi Tzvi is saying. I think what Rabbi Tzvi is saying, and correct me if I'm wrong, but especially nowadays, right? People talk about writing reviews. Are you allowed to write reviews? You're not allowed to write reviews, especially if it's against um, in a Jewish forum, right? If you're if there's a restaurant and you're writing reviews where thousands of people can see it. What Rabbi Tzvi is saying is that in one second, a person can uh, mass text uh, statuses. You guys know more than me. You could send out about somebody and you could destroy them. And I think also what, what Rabbi Tzvi is saying is that, is that we live in a world in a very, very dangerous time where, where, where people, um, you know, no, nobody is, is uh, what's the word, no one's safe. No one is safe. From the woke mob, Rabbi. That what? It's called the woke mob. The what? What's it called? The, the woke mob. That they just uh, write things about any person that right. disagrees. And, right, right. And, 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 yeah. yeah. And until you don't sit and talk to that person and ask him for his uh, opinion or defense on the accusations, 
have zero right, right. to judge. Well, that's, and that's the danger. Thank you, Rabbi Tzvi. Thank you, Rabbi Tzvi. I, 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 want, I want to say that that's the danger um, of, of news. It's the danger of news. It's the danger of articles that are written even in the from um, forums. Is that people think you're going you're gonna, to you know, look at, you read one of these um, from uh, magazines or these apps that have, you know, I don't know who's reporting, I don't know who's saying what, I don't know where they're getting their information from, and that's part of Lashon Hara also. Part of Lashon Hara, especially in Israel. In Israel, it's even harder in Israel because it's all about Jews, right? I don't know, again, I'm not a politician, um, um, I, I, I'm just telling you, I don't know. I don't know if anyone says anything about the Prime Minister. If that's Lashon Hara, I would assume it's Lashon Hara. Again, if I'm a politician and I'm working in the Knesset, or if it's voting time and we have a responsibility to vote a certain way, maybe uh, a Gadol can say, vote for this one and not for this one. But I doubt if a person's you know, hanging around talking about Politics Again, in Israel, it's much more dangerous than in America. Because in America, when you're talking about politicians, most of the time you're talking about um, Goyim, which anyway you don't want to be talking negative about anybody. But in Israel, where everyone you're talking about is Jewish, I don't know. I don't know if it's who says. And then someone's going to say, oh, well, he's a Russia. I don't know. So that, that's also Lashon Hara. I don't know why. Oh, I'm allowed to talk about this guy in the government because he's a Russia. Okay, I don't know. I don't know if I'm allowed to. I don't know what do I gain by talking about him? What do my children gain by hearing about them? What, what do I gain except for just getting upset at him and getting upset? I don't gain anything. You gain nothing. So a person has to be very, very careful. Thank you, Rabbi Tzvi. Yes, Shlomo Zalman. And then we'll learn some, some Sil Sharm. Yes. I really want to respond to that last thing, but I know Matthew Why? You can... What? Um, so, I, mean, I have a story to really bring out what Rabbi Tzvi is saying, and maybe also, like, you guys are asking, like, what do you do once you get done, whatever it is. So, I, I took my business course, um, uh, with a lady who lectured, and she teaches us about uh, social media marketing, and basically she told us that when we were started off, she was a, a news reporter, and she became a news anchor on the top of the channel in Israel. Basically, she had a few stories that, like, she was first like to get the story of Balachek, and she found out it wasn't real. She said one of the stories I remember the story like stuck to me. She said that like she she got she got she heard about the story. She didn't know because she heard the message, but there was a picture of a teacher hitting a kid with a chair. So she got the picture, she published it, and she destroyed the teacher. Like, it was over. And then after she investigated, what she found out is the kid was throwing the chair at the teacher and she caught it. Like, wow. Uh, to stop the chair from hitting her. Wow. So that was the picture that came out. And it, it really shook her. And wow. She, she reached out to, to the teacher. Wow. And the, che- the oh, teacher well. told her that she sent, she sent her a, a forgiveness letter every day. Every day. I mean, not, not the. What, not the child? The teacher. No sense oh. to this news anchor in her heart a forgiveness letter every day for ruining your life. Wow. Just so she could take the book out of her life. Wow. And she felt so bad after it happened, so wow. she quit. She, she just quit. She 
became a waitress. Like talking about a lady with a career and everything became a waitress. And then whatever it is, she she advanced her career and she was basically like when you're getting into marketing, wow. like finding an idea you can leave in. Don't just like go and like, oh, this could make money, this could make And she's saying she read the story that when we say translation, when one asks, how do you uh, repent for for Lashonara? So say you take a bag of feathers and you put it at the door of each person who you said Lashonara about. And then you go and try to collect them and you see that they're not there. So that's the same thing with Lashonara. So when she heard that, so her way of Gilu, because of two ways, say, okay, so I can't go and fix these people's eyes. But moving forward, I'm just going to try to spread like the positive messages and help people who are trying to bring positive to the world. And so that might be a way people, like, yeah, we all, I don't know, I know for myself, I've done things that you can't learn. The most we can do is change what you're doing now. Beautiful. And not only is just that's the only thing you do, but actually maybe it'll come around and that positivity you're spreading the world will hit that person that you cause negative to. Beautiful. What a story. Amazing, amazing. Amazing, amazing. Okay, let's begin. Hashem will help all of us. We should be Zoha to uh, see see, uh, the truth and see positivity and see only good things. And it's difficult to see only the good. Uh, We have to look for it. uh, To see negative and to see whatever we naturally see is easy. When a person works to look to find good things in himself, in other people, right? that's something that a person has to work towards. He has to work for. And it's something that, that takes time and it takes practice. A person has to practice being positive. They have to practice to try and see the good, as we say all the time, the Sahara is uh, Mr. Negative. The Sahara always wants a person to focus on what you're not doing right, on what you um, are messing up in, uh, always wants us to look at someone else and see what they are missing and see that they're not doing this right and not doing that right. And it's all a tremendous projection because when a person learns to love oneself more and a person learns to see the positive in oneself, then he will see the positive in someone else and vice versa. When you start seeing positive in other people, you'll begin to see positive in yourself. That's the way it works. It's uh, something that a person um, can, can work on and it's something that needs a person to work on. It's not something that just happens. It's something that a person, um, the more a person learns to be positive and focuses on that muscle on the positive muscle of thinking more positive and trying to be more positive, that's um, a tremendous power. And Anava, which we're up to, we're actually finishing up Anava, we're at the end of Anava, a humble person understands, and this is actually a basic in Lashon Hara that I've said many times, and that is that a humble person says, so that person uh, has this chesaram. Right? You look at somebody and you say, my roommate's messy, uh, my roommate's selfish. You say that my father has this problem, my spouse has this problem, my mother has this problem, whatever, whoever you want to say has a problem. So my question to you is, and you don't have any problems? You don't have, you don't have any shortcomings? So what's wrong if a person has a shortcoming? What's wrong if a person has a weakness? Why does it bother you so much that that person has a weakness? 
So what? Why do you have to talk about it? Why does it bother you so much? Part of being a humble person is to realize that I'm human and that person's human. And humans uh, make mistakes and humans have shortcomings. And there's nothing wrong with that. When a person lives in that world a little bit, he's much more forgiving. He's forgiving to himself and he's forgiving to other people. Yes, Asano. Uh, sometimes I think we, we have trouble accepting or Acknowledging that, that we have a lot of problems. Right. Especially with people very close to us, and don't give them, we don't really give them time or, or patience or, or right. even, they, even they do do something wrong. Right. We only give them a chance to talk about it. We don't, we're so like anti problems that we just can't stand it. Right. Like, immediately, Shakan, whatever. Right. Correct. And what you said was Nisano. Nisano said the magic uh, words uh, of the people closest to us. Who's closest to you? Yourself. You're, you're closest to yourself. That's the person who's closest to you. So if you're going to, if the person who's closest to you, you're going to, you're going to hurt. So the person you're going to hurt the most is yourself. Instead of a person saying, you know what? So I make mistakes. So I have shortcomings. That's okay. It's okay. When a person lives in that world that he has shortcomings, or when you live in the world that other people are able to have shortcomings, then... Then, then, then you live a different, you live a different life. You live a happier life. You live a more simple life, and you don't judge everyone around you and within yourself as well. You feel much better yourself. So Hashem will help all of us. We'll learn for a few minutes the halachas harav. You wanted to say something. Uh, Hashem will help us all to see the beauty in each other, to see the beauty in ourselves, to forgive ourselves, to have patience with ourselves and others, and with all the Jewish people. Amen. We should be zocha not to speak any Lashon Hara or hear any Lashon Hara. Um, just to end off, because it's a little bit late, um, in Anava, says the Ramchal, um, and this is very, very, very powerful. The Ramchal, I think we spoke a little bit about this, is your friends. Who do you hang around with and who makes you happy as a friend? Most people, and we've spoken about this many times, most people like hanging around with people who agree with them. Not because they are your friend, just because you like yourself. And when someone agrees with you, so then you are happy because oh, it feels good when someone agrees with me. So someone agrees with me. But when someone disagrees with you, the irony is, is that that actually makes a person better. And the best friend that you want to have. Now this is a little bit hard, because when you're in elementary school, when you're in high school, right, and you're not so developed, so you're not thinking so much about your life, you're not thinking so much about how you're growing, how you're developing yourself, so it's just about being comfortable and having friends, and that's great. But when a person is wanting to grow and wanting to change, the best people to be around him are the people who will challenge you. People, not, obviously you can't, you don't want to just be around someone who's always, always challenging you and always challenging you. It's good to have people around you who give you uh, chizik and they uh, give you inspiration, of course. But the people who give you inspiration and the people who are around you, you want to be around people who are able to challenge you and able to say, you know what, did you look at it this way? Maybe, right, that's what a great chavrusa is. A great chavrusa in learning is not someone who agrees with you. 
A great chavrusa in learning is someone who challenges you and makes you become more clear about your thinking. So too, that's what people think when they get married. They're all excited when they get married, and we've spoken about this. They get married, oh, we're in love. We both agree, right, with everything. We both love the same color. We love the same vacation. We love the same food. We love the same everything. Oh, wow, this is going to be a great marriage. And then what happens? Then you disagree on everything. And then you're like, "Uh uh-oh, I married the, the wrong person. Because I thought when we were dating, I thought everything was perfect. And then we get upset. Why is my wife not like me? And then the wife is like, why is my husband not like me? Uh-oh, we have a problem. No, you don't have a problem. You have power. That's called power. Because power is when you have two different people who are able to love each other for their differences. And those differences are exactly what make you more powerful. Because when you have two, right? Think of a basketball team. If everybody on the basketball team is a point guard, you're not going to win. If everyone on the basketball team is a center, you're not going to win. You need a smaller person. You, you need a taller person. You, you need a forward. You need, and all sports is like that. You need different things. All creativity, all creations of creativity are all opposites. All opposites and differences. But the problem is when a person is insecure, when the problem is, is that when he doesn't feel good about himself, then he needs everybody to agree with him. He needs everyone to tell him, oh yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. As opposed to when a person wants to develop himself, the best way to develop yourself is to be with somebody who's going to challenge you and to say, maybe you're not looking at things properly. Maybe you can look at it as a different perspective. Maybe you're wrong. Maybe you're wrong. How do you feel when you're wrong? It's difficult for a person to be wrong. It's very difficult for a person to admit, maybe I'm wrong. But the more a person is able to say, maybe I'm wrong, the more power he has. Were you just stretching? Or you? I, was, I wasn't sure. I was hoping you weren't stretching, but okay, good. Okay. So that's... Okay, Hashem will help each and every one of us as we're learning to be humble. Uh, Hashem will help it be easy for us to hear other people's opinions. It'll be easy for us to hear a different perspective and to be able to listen to that different perspective and to be able to be makabalit, to be able to accept it and to be able to hear another opinion and to hear another perspective of something. Yes, Rabbi Tzvi. Yes, exactly. There's a story, of, I don't know if it's required from Mezhikosh. I was trying yesterday to remember where I heard it. But uh, he told in the Litvishol, and he heard about the Balshemta, the, the Hasidic people, um, uh, that everything in the world, there's a reason for it. The leaf that falls from the tree, Etc. So he went to go sit with the Baal Shemta, and he's sitting and learning, and this Al-Tazakhan guy knocks on the window, a guy that buys tchotchkes, and he the Baal Shemta stops learning, and he tells the Baal Shemta, do you have anything for me? And the Baal Shemta says, I don't. So he says to him, check again. So the Baal Shemta goes around the house, finds something, and gives it to him. So I don't know if it was Rebarak, but he turns to him and he says, well, what are you stopping and learning uh, from this guy? <coughs> and he says, you don't understand. He was asking, he, he, 
wasn't this guy looking for tchotchkes. It was Hashem telling me, do you have any updates, any problems? And I said, no. And he said, check again. So I checked again. Uh-huh. And, and, and then he couldn't, he didn't understand that, and he walked outside, and something happened, and I think with a cow, he slipped. And then he went back to the Balshemka, and he says, I hopped. So yesterday, um, at around 2 p.m. when I was, uh, I think that my daughter was waiting by Nkhama Bakery, a guy knocked on my window and said, you have 20 shackle for me. And I said, and I love you, right? I try not to say I don't have, because we have it all. Um, and I had 100 shekel in my back pocket, but I didn't have 20, I wasn't gonna now hop that. And he said, and then I was like, hang in there, I know that story. So I realized this is not about him. So I, I took out, the, I, I, I told him I, I have 100, go get me changed. So he said, okay, I'll take the 50, that's it. Wow. But, but um, it could have been a, a regular story that I would have taken, oh, a guy asking for stuff. It, the more we strive to get closer to Hashem and, and talk about it, you know, and do these conversations, the more in marriage we will see things differently. We will hop that when our wife is arguing with us. It's not the point of words that you have to answer intellectually. It's a deeper thing of validation. Beautiful. When I ask to check again, I just took it up. Hashem saying, I got to check in myself. It's not for him to stop. Beautiful. Beautiful. Amazing. Wow. Okay, Hashem will help all of us. We should be Zoha to to check ourselves, to listen to the to listen to the messages from Hashem. Hashem will help all of us to not worry about our futures so much, not to be scared what's gonna be, but to focus on today. Because the best thing you could do for your future is to live a great today. That's the best thing you could do for your future is have a great today. And the best thing you could do to fix your past is to have a great today. So either way you slice it, the best thing for a person to do is to live today to the best of their ability. Have an amazing first day of the rest of your life. Have a wonderful day, everybody.